Welcome to the Magic Mountain Podcast, the ultimate podcast for Disney fans. Join us as we dive into the magical world of Disney and explore its stories, characters, and theme parks. Thank you for joining us on Episode 2 of the Magic Mountain Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Titcher, and with me today, we have Seth Morrow and Madeline Erdell. In today's episode, we'll be ranking Walt Disney World restaurants. Before we get started on our restaurants, we wanted to take a couple minutes to share the latest news and updates from the world of Disney. In the confectionery on Main Street in Magic Kingdom, there is a new Rice Krispie Treat. It's a milk chocolate coated Rice Krispie Treat with a Madame Leota edible image and M&Ms on the opposite side. On the 28th, there is going to be a new Haunted Mansion movie release, the Fairfax Fair in Hollywood Studios. They have a new updated menu. I'm excited for the Haunted Mansion movie. It'll be really good. I'm excited as well. New images of the Milano Land have leaked in Epcot, appearing from the monorail. And Disney also released images of Captain Hook and Peter Pan appearing out front of the Disney Treasure, which is their new cruise ship that they're about to launch. Awesome. Um, the only thing I have today is that there are going to be new scenes and adventures added to the Star Tours in both Disneyland and Disney World. So that'll be really fun once those get released. Yeah, I feel like there's so many as well. So I wonder if they're going to keep all the ones they have now or if they're going to just fully update it. That's true. I think I read once that there are over like 50 adventures could go on. Is there any other news or anything? Perfect. For this episode, I had 10 people rank Walt Disney World restaurants, and I've averaged them out to get their top 10 rankings. So we're going to be ranking these restaurants from number 10 all the way down to one with some honorable mentions as well. At number 10, we have Trattoria Al Forno. I really love Trattoria eating at night because the atmosphere at the boardwalk is really nice. There's lots of activities for you and your family to do, just like walking around. There's an ice cream shop. And then especially like the lights are really nice. And I feel like in general, they have very comforting Italian food. So whenever I went, I went for breakfast and they actually took my favorite breakfast item off the menu. It was the King Trident's, uh, it was like a breakfast calzone. And that was honestly probably one of the, like better breakfast items I've had at Disney. So I was really upset that they took that off the menu. Some of like the really cool things there is like, you see a bunch of characters that you don't normally get a meet and the service is actually pretty great i've actually never eaten there so it's, i'll have to try that it's really nice eating there because you're like you're really close to you know epcot not too far from hollywood is it like a fancier restaurant i would say so they have a bread service before dinner and they have more upscale italian i would say at number nine we have boma who Boma is one of my personal favorite restaurants at Disney, mostly because I love the Animal Kingdom Lodge, but also because it's an African-themed buffet. And so there's, I believe, over 40 different countries represented in the buffet. And there's like a huge variety of food. One thing I really like that they had were the zebra domes. And I know a lot of people go crazy for those and you can't get them everywhere. So having them there for a buffet 
is really nice. And I liked how they had a large assortment of foods because a lot of like people, especially with children, it's nice having like chicken tenders, mac and cheese and stuff for them. So you could bring your kids there and it'd still be fine. Are the zebra domes, can you get them anywhere else or is it just Boma? I know that you can get the zebra domes at the quick service restaurant below the restaurant in like the fridge area. I don't know if there's any other place to get them other than those two restaurants. That's all I know of. Okay, next we have Yak and Yeti at number eight. So whenever I went to, I've been eating at Yak and Yeti for probably like a few trips now. And one thing on the menu that I get probably every time, because it's probably the best burger I've had at Disney, it's the Kobe burger. I feel like the quality of meat is just like superior to other restaurants in Disney and the service is good as well. Yeah, I haven't had any complaints there. The food is really good. I usually get, I think, orange chicken maybe. I think that's what I get, but it's foods you don't get much at Disney, so... If you kind of want to change of food, then it's really good for that. But it's like a Southeast Asian cuisine, I think. So you don't really get that much. And it fits Animal Kingdom perfectly. At number seven, we have Cinderella's Royal Table. So I just recently went there in March, I believe, first time. The experience was amazing, but we missed all the princesses by a week. So due to COVID, there weren't any princesses besides Cinderella there. So... That's a, That was a bummer, but other than that, the food was average for me, but the experience, you're in the middle of Magic Kingdom in the castle, so it's amazing. Yes, I haven't been in a long time. I think the last time I was eating there was when I used to dress up as like the different princesses, and I remember it being very magical then, because all the characters would interact with you, but I'll definitely have to try it out again soon, because I know that the menu changes frequently. Well, I've been there quite a few times, and as Madeline said, the menu changes quite frequently. I know they have a new chef there. I will have to check it out here soon and see how he does. The uh, overall experience there, I would say, is really good for younger kids because they get to see pretty much all the princesses. And it's also one of the very few places that you can interact and see the fairy godmother. Hmm. What is uh, the dessert that they have there? It's like Clock the Strikes clock 12. Strikes 12, yes. Oh my gosh, that was really good. What is that? Do you remember? Yeah, it's like a chocolate mousse cake, I think, with it is like a little chocolate edible image on top. So the top image that's edible, it is a clock face, and it's like dusted in gold. They have in Roman numerals the, the numbers, Aww. and that's just like really cool, and they really decorate up the, the, uh, the plate with like chocolate that's really cool next on our list at number six we have Le Cellier's so it's been a little bit since I've eaten at Le Cellier but from, from what I can remember I had steak there and it was amazing it's a really cool atmosphere it's almost like you're in a like a wine cellar the lights are dim down low and the dessert there is also pretty good and is that in Canada, yeah. in Epcot? Yes. Yeah, I haven't been, but I've heard all good things about it, especially if you want, like, a good steak, because you can't really get steaks anywhere, I feel like. It's just a little pricey. Yeah, but it's Disney. True. Okay, at number five, we have Via Napoli. My first time eating at Via Napoli was 
last trip and we got the yard pizza it is a yard long probably some of the best pizza i ever had honestly yeah i agree with you it's such good pizza and the fire ovens that they cook it in they're awesome they're so big and they're named after like three active volcanoes in italy i believe so if you kind of want a cheaper meal in epcot that everyone can share that's definitely a good place to go the one thing that i'd recommend if you're there i would like try to request seating in the main place so you can see the fire ovens because if not you could get stuck in a side room the scenery is not terrible where i was at it was like glass windows so you can see out but it it was nothing compared to being in the main area with all the the fire stoves at number four we have topolino's terrace this is personally my favorite meal um for breakfast the views are amazing because you can see epcot and all the resorts around it and then the character outfits are one of my favorites on property they're dressed up i think it's mickey minnie daisy and donald and they're dressed up as little painters and this is also a spot you can get pog juice Ooh, yum i have not been to breakfast but i did go to um, dinner once and it was really nice because we were able to, I believe, get a reservation about an hour before the Epcot fireworks. So if you do that, you have an opportunity to walk on the balcony and watch the Epcot fireworks once they go off. It was really cool. Are there still characters there? There weren't characters when I went, but I believe it was during COVID. So I'm not sure if they were doing the characters anyway. Oh, okay. Where's Topolina's Terrace at? It's located in the Riviera Resort, so a really great restaurant if you are staying on the Skyliner or want to travel on the Skyliner. It's a really fun trip. It's also at the very top, so you can see a lot. At number three, we have California Grill. I've been here one time. It was really good food, like really good food. One of the best I've had, and it's more of an upscale restaurant. If you want to have a nice meal there, this is a place that you can go and kind of dress up. And if you go at the right time, then you can see the fireworks. Uh, but other than that, it's really good. I definitely agree with Tanner. I've, I've been one time and I believe that it was probably the nicest Disney restaurant I had been to. And we went for the 50th anniversary meal. So it was a prefix menu. And we also were able to view the fireworks off. They have like a connecting uh, walkway sort of balcony thing that people like everyone from the restaurant they'll dim the lights and everyone will walk out which is a really cool experience as well yeah the time I went there I went with the clothes I wore at the park and oh. <laughs> I did not feel in place there <laughs> I could definitely see that so what kind of clothing do people like wear there just like just khakis like, and a nice shirt so it's not, not like, like super suits upscale and, Toxes, but for right. Disney upscale. So it's like walking into like the Grand Floridian or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, the California Grill is also located on the top floor in the Disney like contemporary resort. So it definitely is, I think, like I don't think there's a dress code, but definitely nicer type of clothes was the vibe that most people went for. So at number two, we had storybook dining. Here, the plating on the food is really cool because they kind of tell a story with it as they bring out each meal. Each plate has like, they come out with trees on for dessert, I believe, and then your plates are all decorated. It's great presentation there. I would agree. This is my favorite restaurant because 
I feel like when you walk into the restaurant, the entire atmosphere changes. You're basically walking into like a magical forest. Throughout the dinner, there's multiple shows where the characters are dancing and singing. It's just really neat because I think that they put a lot of time and effort in the theming. Like Tanner said, the food is themed very well. So what I liked about eating there was the theme of it as well. Snow White and the Seven Doors because they had Maleficent there and you don't see her very often except I think Halloween and you hardly ever see the seven doors. So that was that was really cool. Get in get your picture with them and also the theming of how they brought out the food as well. I think they had a dessert that was the poison apple and the presentation on that was really cool. Okay, and our number one is Ohana. So at Ohana this is my favorite restaurant at Disney. I think I go there every time and the food, you can't beat it. They uh, bring out, wanting to say they start with a pineapple bread that they start you with. And then after that, they'll bring out a salad and then you'll have a plate come out with their famous noodles, pot stickers, wings. And I can't remember what else was on that, but the food's phenomenal. And if you book it around 8 or 9 p.m. and you request a window seat possible chance you can get a view of the fireworks from Magic Kingdom. Yeah I don't think I've ever had dinner there but I usually go for breakfast and this is another place that they have fog juice and they bring out Lilo and Stitch which Stitch is my favorite character so this is kind of why I like it. It's super it's super cozy too. I'll definitely have to try the breakfast. I haven't I've only been to dinner. Yeah, the but breakfast is really good. I think for me, I continue to come back to Ohana because first, the Polynesian is a very welcoming resort. Typically give you like the lays when you walk in and everyone, I guess, like the cast members and the other guests just make you feel like you're at home. I agree. I mean, it's at the Polynesian, so you can't really beat that resort in my opinion. So we have a few honorable mentions as well. Um, a couple of these probably didn't make the ranking because not all of us have eaten at these restaurants because a few of them are new. One of those is Space 220, which kind of takes place like you're in space. It's like a 360 room where you're in space eating. So I definitely want to try that for the experience because I've heard great things about it. Another one of these honorable mentions is Sanaa, which most people go there for their bread service, which is phenomenal. Really good. And then Steakhouse 71, Crystal Palace, and Whispering Canyon are the other honorable mentions. I also think the Sanaa bread service is wonderful. It is located right next to Boma and the little lounge that they have at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. So I'd definitely check that out if you're interested in trying the African food but not wanting to go for the buffet. And also... At Steakhouse 71, I got the smash burger, and that was really good. I also got their uh, appetizer. It's uh, bread with a, like, citrus butter, I'm wanting to say. 
but it's a uh, 70s themed restaurant and i would highly recommend getting reservations because i know a lot of people are trying to get in and getting reservations right now are kind of hard so i'd say if you're planning a trip probably try to get a reservation 60 days out and if that doesn't work, just keep checking for cancellations. Yeah, I've heard good things about it because it's it used to be where the wave is, correct? Yes. Yeah, the, I've heard uh, it's been a huge upgrade. The average price for lunch and breakfast is 15 to $35 for adults. And for dinner, it's 35 to 60 for adults. So I'd probably recommend going for either breakfast or lunch because I don't think the lunch and dinner menus are that different. Next is the Whispering Canyon. That's located at the Wilderness Lodge, and it's an interactive Western-themed experience. And I think some people I've read online it like talk about how this is like the funniest like dining experience at Disney because the cast members are very interactive. I think when I went a couple years ago, I asked for ketchup, and they like threw me ketchup instead of just like handing it to you. It's really like fun. Um, experience and I That's believe awesome. it's all you can eat like skillet type of food for breakfast lunch and dinner so I think there's Ooh. different skillets that you can get and then whatever you want more of on your skillet you can request I feel like I've heard that ketchup story and I also think that I've heard that when people ask for ketchup they bring out like a gallon of ketchup for you I don't know if that's yes. true but I've, I feel like, feel like I've seen something it like that that's hilarious Crystal Palace, the characters there are just so special because it's Winnie the Pooh and all his friends. It's a buffet um, right in the middle of Magic Kingdom, so you can't get a much better view and experience, especially with those characters. I definitely agree. Crystal Palace was like a must-go for us when we did Disney when I was younger because you were able to make a breakfast reservation before the park opened. And as some of you guys may know, like, way back you would get paper copies of fast passes and so if you were in the parks before they opened you could basically go to the fast passes machines quicker so that was like kind of the system my family did when we visited magic kingdom we'd get an early reservation at crystal palace so my dad would like run around and grab all the fast passes before that's smart that's hilarious if you love Disney and want to talk about it or join us on an episode, just contact us at Magic Mountain Podcast on Instagram and feel free to DM us if you have any questions. The answer to last week's question was six train cars. This week's question for you guys is how much were admission prices when Disney World first opened? Tune into the next episode to find out the answer. And thank you for listening to the Magic Mountain Podcast.